You can get in your fancy yells, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to Kylie's Around the World SBG Tour recap thing. I don't know, that was a mouthful to say, but here we are, and I'm at Articon. We're at Articon! It is amazing. There are so many uh, people here playing the game. I got in yesterday and watched the LCQ, as you all know, but now it's time for the main event. The absolute bangers that we have in store for you are going to blow your mind because we have three intense, some incredible, and some of the most craziest games you are going to hear, and against some three absolutely quality opponents. Uh, to say that these are, this is some of the funnest games I have ever said, well, that would be an understatement, because I actually think they are. These were some of the funnest games I have ever had the privilege of playing uh, SBG with, and well, let's get into it, because I'm sure you're all ready and raring to hear what I was up against and what I was playing. So first of all, I was playing Assault on Lothlorien. Yes, that's right, I scummed up and I took a Legendary Legion. I'm sorry, but they're just that powerful at the moment. The composition for my list is uh, Musgar, Druzhag, a Goblin Shaman, and an Orc Captain on Warg with Shield and... Uh, yeah, just Shield and Warg, because they don't get throwing spears, unfortunately. Uh, we're running a uh, six uh, prowler, uh, sorry, six trackers and six spears with a banner. Uh, a couple of batswarms with four spiders m mixed in with Drizag's warband. We have ten prowlers all up, and then a handful of goblins with spear and bow uh, spattered in the back. And the captain on Wag is leading my all-time favorite warband: three wags with throwing spear and shield. So it's it's not too bad of a force. It's been doing pretty well. It's been uh, creating really fun and really great opportunities for me. And as you'll hear, this 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 list has uh, just amazed me in every game I have played. So the first game, I was up against Antonio. Now, Antonio is one of those players that you cannot take lightly. And we have been angling for a game for a very, very long time. And I was absolutely stoked when I found that I got to have a game against him uh, today. First thing, first cap off the rank we had. So we were playing, and this is going to shock you, Seize the Prize. I know, Seize the Prize. What a crappy way to start the tournament, but it was still a absolute bang of the game. The uh, Watcher came down on turn one, dropped in directly uh, behind the objective, so I couldn't charge. Failed to dig up the prize in the first turn. I'm like, this is it. This is my opponent. I went opportunity i went to enrage my bat to go in and and kill uh pick up the prize so even if you got pulled in by the watcher there was a chance that the watcher wasn't going to be able to actually beat him in combat and i rolled a one and re-rolled into another one i know shitty start to the tournament my trans six is on the watcher too to try and save my uh my um uh, bats. Also, both of them fluffed. The Shaman and Musgard could not get the Transfix off to save their life. And the Watcher pulled in the bat, beat him back, looked for a barge into my main line, and rolled a one. He couldn't even get into the bat. So instead, Antonia backed off, saving Grace there, that, that rolling a one on the barge, and created a bit more space for the rest of his army. 
Going into turn two now, this is when things started to get really dicey for me. I decided to throw up Fury with Drizzag. I know, interesting choice, but there was a reason to my madness. My plan was to throw in a couple of spiders, a bat swamp into combat with the Watcher, enrage one of the spiders in combat with the Watcher, really put some pressure on him, and then pick up the prize. I didn't pick up the prize that turn, which was a bit of a absolute shocker and Mozgar did get through the transfix but the watcher did spend his might point a bunch of will to resist that and the shaman he just couldn't show up this game with the transfixes no matter i was still in a good position i managed to pin his bat from getting in over the back but that is where my folly started the watcher got a big five on his shooting attacks for the turn used his tentacles smack 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 killed both spiders that was in combat with him Pulled another spider out the at the back uh, towards the side that Drizak happily, uh, sorry, Durbas happily munched on and killed. Meanwhile, he used his final remaining tentacle shot to grab my last remaining bat sword and pull it into combat. And I was like, oh no, both of my bats have copped a wound from various shenanigans, throwing weapons and, and all that other fun stuff. The Watcher could have very really kill both my bat swans here and I'd be down five of my starting six major beast threats and yeah that was a bit spooky uh fortunately for me he missed one of his strikes on one of the bats so one of the bats did remain on one wound at the end of the combats but losing three spiders and a bat on turn two when you haven't got the prize and there's still a watcher and you haven't threat at all was really really rough i ponied up the next turn I went in, put the captain in, used the Goblin Prowler to box out of the combat. I tried to force some more Prowlers into the combat, which is straight up courage test. Couldn't get it, so I'm like, all right, I just got to cop it. Threw a spider in, threw a bat in, time to hope for the best. Threw some transfixes over the top, got one through, and this is where the luck turned. I got the six on the transfix, and tra Watcher got pinned for the turn. And I managed to pick up the prize this turn with a lowly orc. So all guns blazing here. I just had to make sure that the Watcher couldn't grab and pull things around. And luckily with that transfix, that was so. Antonio was sweeping around my left flank with his Black Numenorians, and I played a delaying action with the trackers I had there and some of the prowlers, you know, just get some kills in with the shooting, fall back, fall back, fall back, whilst I pressured my right and looked for an exit route with my models. I got lucky with the shooting, uh, with the combats that turn. The, the, unfortunately, the Shadow Lord tried to use both his might points to force through a black dart on the uh, the one spider on one wound in the combat with the, um, uh, sorry, on the bat with one wound in the combat with the Watcher, and he fluffed the Tarun roll, unfortunately. Uh, so it was a massive get-out-of-jail-free card for me that turn because I managed to go in, get four wounds on the Watcher, bring him down to half strength, getting rid of those three attached was absolutely massive for me and put myself in a really strong position and this is where i got my second run of luck for this game i managed to win the roll off and get another crucial auto six transfix on the watcher and this is where it set me up for success i was able to get my model my model with the prize out pass it off to a wag rider get the bat out of dodge so i could have a flyer and regroup with all my wag riders on my right flank and this is where i was starting to make a break for it the shadow lord tried his best try to compel and bring things back into things get some good engagement with drozag but i had used my models correctly i used a 10 that was nearby some extra models to box out some of the combats and yeah i managed to get get away with murder basically got the got got a couple more combat wins a couple more kills i was getting close to breaking but 
time was playing to my advantage at this point. I was getting closer, getting closer toward the board edge, and eventually managed to sneak the bat swarm over within uh, 24 inches of his side of the table, managed to pick up those five points, and the game ended on time. I didn't like ending games on time, but I think if we had to get going, I think I probably could have swung out the win on that side. I had Musgar with Might uh, on that flank, as well as some extra world points that I got back off the resets from killing in combat. But hats off to Antonio. This was an amazing game to play, really down to the wire with the, with the uh, transfixes. I got four transfixes in a row on the six, all of which came off the reroll. So that army bonus is coming in clutch for the Legendary Legion. And I managed to walk away uh, a 5-0 win my favor, uh, which was an absolutely brilliant start to the tournament. Always great to start with a win. Game two, though. Oof. Game two was, wasn't as much of a sweat fest, but I did have to put my thinking cap on for a little bit of it. I was playing Assassination against the Dragon Lead Emperor Legendary Legion. Yeah, the Emperor, Brogear, and Rutabian. As I was quickly learning throughout uh, my stay in the UK, Tremor is one of the most favorite spells from that group of players. And Tremor did come in very important. Just the threat of the Tremor was enough to dissuade me from a lot of the engages I wanted to take. I have played back and I declared to my opponent straight away on the first turn, look, I am setting at 15 and a half inches away from you so you can drum and uh, uh, charge. You can't charge the next turn. So it's a two-turn drum from you. Maybe you might be able to get a couple of cabin on the second turn. But all in all, you won't be able to charge until turn three. And that chose to be my absolute blessing to me. I went in, got a whole bunch of kills, nine kills from shooting from the Prowlers and the Trackers. The Trackers actually did work. They killed all of the uh, dra Dragon Call Acolytes with their archery. So the downgrade from the uh, the Orc, uh, the Goblin Bowman to the Tracker Bowman actually didn't end up being too much of a downgrade. It actually has been helping me out quite a bit in this uh, tournament. So it was really good to, to see that them come and shine. I set up a cheeky little throat combat with an enraged beast, the captain, and a bunch of orcs on the corner of his line. He had like a shield wall going on, and he got one acolyte throwing weapon through because he had priority, hit and killed his own guy. And I'm like, there goes my heroic combat. And now my captain is in a really bad position. Brogear tried to take advantage of it and go in with the Tremor, but I happily spent two points of might and a will point to resist the Tremor on a four since he got the natural six. So lucky there, I managed to dodge a bullet, get the captain out of dodge, and it's quickly starting to realize the captain is probably his target. And that was a worry for me because the captain was my assassin. Yes, and I was trying to get Rutabi. My thought process here was Rutabi's going to be at the front. It'll be an opportunity to throw an enraged spider or an enraged bat into her. And maybe I might be able to chip off a one or two. Brogear is going to be towards the back bubble wrapped. But unfortunately, my opponent kept getting Rutabi boxed in with the other guys. And she never saw combat until the last two turns of the game. So my opportunities to go after her were dwindling. I pivoted my strategy and I immediately went, look, it's time to go for those uh, for the break without being broken and really try to whittle him down. And eventually, after surviving the first kind of onslaught, when I hadn't quite got the full envelopment around, I managed to survive with only losing five models. And the next turn, it was game on. Everything came in. I was fighting three four-on-one combats against the Black Dragons. And although their shielding was good and holding up, 
they were just losing the occasional fight here and there to a spider, to a bat, with a, a buddy team up, and eventually I managed to break him and really put the pressure. He tried for his last Hail Mary, which was a brogue into the open, a little bit risky, gets a tremor off on the uh, ball captain, and luckily for me, he flopped all of his two rolls in the captain, and the captain managed to dodge a bullet there and not get wounded, because as it happens, Brogy was his assassin, and the captain was a target. So if he had got a wound through there, it could have been very, very different. could have been a three-all draw. But luckily for me, I managed to spin it around, uh, for, fight, out the, um, fight out the combats, and although I could have probably got a bigger win going out uh, into the later turns, he did dismount the. He did some funky stuff like dismounting the emperor to get him into combat, um, uh, which was really cool. The main thing for me was I I uh, managed to break him and can maintain the consistency of my line. And although the game ended on the first turn, I would have liked another turn to pick up another five victory points. But at the end of the day, a win's a win, so I managed to walk away with a three nil win against the Dragon Emperor Legion. And you know what? Hats off uh, to my opponent in this game. This was a, a real, real freaking nail biter. Um, there was a few times where I was getting a little frustrated with the shielding and constantly, him constantly winning um, uh, combats. But Michael did really well to keep maintaining his line, keep making sure that I couldn't get to his heroes. And at the end of the day, he had a really good shot at that last turn with the tremor. And a bit of a misplay by me. I should have kept my captain really tucked in behind uh, a terrain feature that I had and really not giving him the chance to have that tremor. So a little bit of an unforced error by me. Uh, I did have was angling for maybe a charge off the flank, but at the end of the day, I did get the win and was happy to move into round three. Now round three. Just came off this game. It's pretty fresh in my mind. And this, this one had me sweating from the moment the round draw happened it was up against sean who's playing the pits of Dolgaldor legendary legion with azog the keeper and a captain and i was playing contests of champions against azog azog with free heroic combat and an autoed first turn priority this was bad news Bears. This was a worry and a half for me going into this game. I was thinking, putting on my thinking cap, and I thought on the first turn I did a really cool deployment, a really cool setup, forced out his uh, surprise attack special, so he took priority automatically on the first turn, no heroics for me to counter, and he went into the exact spot I was hoping to him to go. I was hoping that my throwing weapons would get the kills I needed to open up a hole and then get the bats and spider, spiders in, but unfortunately I didn't get those initial kills. I got some elsewhere, but this was going to be a long game. He threatened to heroic combat into Musgar, but Musgar, he was wise to this, he knew. So I left a corridor between all my goblins to run through and then close the door with a random spearman, heroic combat, and then getting that to safety. So. Musgar, although he failed to kill on the second combat, just couldn't roll a 4 plus to save his life, he did pick up one kill, and Azog, uh, due to my shooting into combat, denying him one of the kill, only had one kill at the end of the turn as well. So that was really helpful. One kill to one kill, we're even Stevens, and I'm in a really good position. I've got this good engage point. Hopefully I can get a really good uh, surround on Azog, get a enraged spider and a bat, that's my plan, and kill Azog. That wouldn't happen though for a very long time. It took me a whopping five turns to set up this. Every turn, it was either uh, my my poor positioning uh, wouldn't allow me to 
quite get the models I needed in range to get the charge off. And even the few heroic combats that I did get, I just couldn't get the prowler kill in the right spot, or I just couldn't quite fit a model into the into the model I needed. And Azog kind of was left to his own devices. Luckily, my magic bailed me out, and the shaman and Muzgar ponied up and got a couple of really clutch uh, transfixes on fives and pin Azog for a lot of the game. Pretty much every turn Azog was pinned with a transfix was a turn where Muzgar fought the combat and vice versa. When Azog went off and got a couple of kills, Muzgar was able to also get a couple of kills. So trading tit for tat. So I got two, three kills, he got two, three kills. And I got kept this pace until the last turn on turn four. And this was the big turn. This was the huge turn. The, the, the keeper was going absolutely batshit crazy. He was on six kills at the end of the game. Thankfully, he wasn't the leader. It was Azog the leader, but six kills on the on the uh, keeper. I basically just had to feed him a guy, a couple of guys a turn, and just let him have it. But I won the roll off going into the last turn, and I was, I was fingers crossed because this was the turn I had it. All the models that I needed to clear out of the way were cleared out of the way. I got the kill with the throwing weapon on the banner so you can pass on. And that space now opened up for me not to get just one spider into Azog, but two spiders and the bat into Azog. This was the dream I needed. I had priority as well. I raised up the spiders. I could force the combats to go. So I had nine dice with a battery roll in combat against Azog. This should be guaranteed, almost guaranteed to get the kill here. I even had Azog transfixed from Mozga, who rolled a natty six to get the spell off. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this is it. This is the turn. I kill Azog and win the game. I roll my dice. No six. Five high. Azog rolls a four, double knights with the wag, and he's now on a six, and I bounce. Luckily, he was transfixed, so he couldn't get a kill, but Azog sitting on four kills, and unfortunately for me, the way the positioning had happened, Muzgar with just a spear support behind him was facing the Huntorp, and I was worried. I was worried. I have seen this go time and time again. Muzgar against one two attack model, loses combat, he then dies. But thankfully for me, thankfully for me, he won the combat and got the kill. And this was a very, very clutch kill. The reason being, this was the model I needed to kill to quarter Azog's Legion and end the game. It was an absolute nail-biter. I hadn't realized. It wasn't until the very end of that last combat when I got the kill and I looked at the board state and went, hang on, there's seven models on the table. You have 32 models. You're quartered. And it ended the game. I walked away with a 5-0, which, honestly, against Azov's Legion in Contest of Champions, I will take any day of the week. Uh, I am super, super, super happy about the result. And hats off to uh, Sean in this game. He gave me an absolute banger. I was so nervous about this game. I was actually shaking. I kept having to tell Sean, I'm so sorry, I'm nudging models out of the way. I'm so sorry I accidentally moved this model. I, cause I, I just couldn't stop the shaking. Every time I picked up a model, it would just accidentally shimmy a bit. I was trying to be careful, and every time I just kept knocking. But hats off to Sean. Hats off to, all my, honestly, all my players, uh, my, my opponents, because every time we any one of us did a move, it was always declared, it was always... The intention was there, and we knew, even if I knocked the model slightly out of place, we knew there's one space, enough space there for a 25. Or this model was clearly within range, or this model was intended to be in range. And that's that's the difference between playing in down on the on, on the field and playing up in Masters or in the top cut section. It is a completely different atmosphere, a completely different game. I was I was 
constantly being pulled over to, to check out some crazy stuff that Evan was doing with his, his um, no-fly zones against Angma. I was spinning around to check out the crazy roles that were happening happening against the Dragon Emperor and Salt Mothmorin on the top table. And just all around, everyone was just having a great time and talking about the game and really making the game feel like a player experience, a conversation almost. And that's kind of what it is. And every game it felt like the players were winning because of generalship because of crazy dice rolls that they were able to take advantage of not because one player was really beady and pulled someone else up on sequencing we all knew we were masters players this was articon masters we all know the sequencing we all know what's happening and the pressure of the situation meant that people would go yeah dude i know that you're pretending to do this it's pretty clear you're doing this take that spell you're clearly knowing you wanted to to check all the bases and stuff first and that was just a really great atmosphere to have and it was so much fun being up there joking laughing and having a good time with everyone so i'm super 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 looking forward to day two tomorrow because uh, i'm on three wins and due to the couple of draws i think there's only one other player on three wins at the moment so it's game on for day two of Articon. um i'm super looking forward to to having some games and and really having just just some quality games against some quality opponents because Articon, if you haven't come and you haven't played up top in the Masters, it's a completely different experience. You need to come down and try it. And Aussies, if you're listening, we gotta go. We gotta make a full team next year to come and come and play because I think there are so many players in our community that would absolutely adore and love and enjoy this atmosphere up there playing against the top 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 players so without further ado i'm gonna leave you all there because i need to go get some dinner have a drink and then get some sleep before the big games tomorrow so without further ado trap swing games enjoy your day guys see ya Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.